0: Jake, we are here for Friday, October 6th. Picks with the professor. We've got some NFL to cover as free picks on YouTube. And uh, we got some college football to cover four of the A grades that we've not talked about throughout the week. We wanted to give a little bit of analysis for our loyal subscribers over on Dub Club. And remember, if you want the... Picks for those four college games again all a grades three of the four actually at better prices than what we locked them in uh earlier in the week and we always talk about it, just kind of never know exactly where the number's going um but still some great prices out there on the one three of the four that we're talking about specifically um that is a typo actually on the bottom one. It. it shouldn't be that game i, I, I missed type well it'll be a mystery game jake it'll be a mystery game for the people until we get to it uh people won't know what it is um but we've got some nfl And some college Uh, Thursday looks like of the two picks we had, we're gonna split them one and one. Um, Not much to talk about there. Was just it was a really light Thursday night. You know, we were kind of hoping or expecting some baseball to happen with all four series being sweeps. There was no baseball. Still no baseball Friday, but we'll get back to baseball uh over the weekend when no one will care about it because there will be football then i guess we'll get back to caring about baseball on monday is kind of the general the general way things go i know not everyone feels that way but i know a lot of people do uh so without further ado we'll get to sunday 1 p.m eastern houston at atlanta you got a falcons team that has played fairly well at home you've got an offense though that just really seems stuck in the mud led by a quarterback in desmond ritter who is really fighting for worst starting quarterback in the league at this point, you've got a, an incredible talent with Bijan Robinson. You've got a great offensive line to run block for him. Uh, they granted a little bit worse against the pass than they do the run, but they're set up to run. The issue is they're just one dimensional. They don't have much offensively. That's been what has hurt them um, this season when they've struggled defensively. They can stop the run really well. They're only okay against the pass, decent on defense. Um, the issue, of course, just the offense can't get out of their way. It gets their defense out there longer. It kind of creates a lot of problems. Texans, on the other hand, the team have been high on really all season. Uh, model has them now ranked as the 20th best team. Uh, still a couple guys that can get healthy for them. So, I mean, they've got some potential. CJ Strouds looks really good uh offensively, they've been solid defensively. They're okay. I mean, they're again not a great team, but they're not a bad team. Model thinks this is pretty close to a coin toss. Uh, we've got the Texans here at plus 112. Uh, it's a C-grade pick. I like the idea of the plus odds on something like this because, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen. You've got uh, a Texans team with some potential, a Falcons team with some potential. I don't honestly know. So it's like, hey, plus odds. Like This is kind of one of those sign me up. I don't know why you're laying odds with a team that uh, has had has some upside but has some struggles like Atlanta, so we're going to be the Texans or the dog, Jake. Uh, what do you got for us here?
1: Yeah, I just I know Desmond Ritter hasn't lost at home in decades, it feels like, but uh, I just don't see him doing it. It's too easy to stop this offense. I mean, the offense has all yeah. of the weapons, right? With Bijan, Calpids, Drake London, yep. uh, Matt Collins, they've got guys everywhere, but except for the one that gives the ball to people, and it's just seems important. Yeah, it's too it's it's a little too easy to stop because you put not it's like what you would do against the Jets before Zach Wilson showed signs of competency, right? Yeah, You're just like, yeah, make make it happen, and so your defense doesn't have to be that good to get in their way. Stroud has been very very impressive. Mm-hmm, might be the mm-hmm. first Ohio State quarterback to do good in the NFL. I mean, hey, I mean that,
0: you missed Justin Fields tonight. Lighten it up, at least again yeah. get, get another first half of the Bears.
1: <laughs> but I mean, he was he Ohio State or is he Georgia? Like,
0: oh well, yeah, yeah like, did, did I'll say Ohio happen? State.
1: No, uh, sure. sure. I mean, I don't know how State still tries to claim Joe Burrow, but... That one seems like always. a stretch to me. <laughs> but uh way, anyway, I, I just think they're a more well-rounded off- offense mm-hmm. with Pierce being able to run the ball. I think they'll mm-hmm. be able to control a little bit of this game. There'll be a three and out, untimely three and out for Atlanta, and Houston will have control of the game. And They just don't seem to make the dumb mistakes, especially with a rookie quarterback, that seem to happen with all young teams. They just seem to just do the right thing. And I think that'll help them win this game.
0: If you put CJ Stroud on Atlanta, this team actually like looks kind of scary good. And not to, obviously like if you put, you know, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes on, like, I'm not trying to be ridiculous. I'm just trying to point out, if you flipped the the young quarterbacks on these two teams, you, you know, you got all the pieces in Atlantic. So we said the quarterback really hurts them. Uh You know, there was debate about, last week in London, would they, would they bench Ritter and the coach at absolutely not? And again, it's what we're always talking about. He Ritter is one of a number of quarterbacks that is absolutely not one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not top 40 and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not even top 50 to be completely honest. It's just that he's got, he's a young guy with potential and, um, his upside is higher than a lot of those guys that are ranked in the 30s and 40s, because the upside of those guys in the 30s and 40s is they're going to be in the 30s and 40s, right? Ritter is the guy that they think might be better than that. You never know with young quarterbacks, you can't let these guys off. So again, we're not trying to say he's never going to be a good quarterback. It's just today he's not the best option for them to win. And what I really like about this pick here is the Texans have been hanging around games when they have been their trying to backdoor, they're trying to get back in the games, that sort of thing. Not that there's a backdoor opportunity here, but what I think is important is that the, the Falcons construct but their run defense is pretty good, passing is a little bit weaker. Texas has been passing the ball really well. If they get behind, they should be able to pass their way back into this game. It's not like it's a defense that, can really, that, that specializes in defending the pass, and thus it's going to be hard if they fall behind. That's Atlanta's game plan to win games easily, is pound the ball, run the ball, running back screen, play good defense or whatever, but it's almost set up to be that they'd rather have a better pass defense if we're trying to get ahead like that because then teams can't catch up. But the problem is even if Atlanta gets ahead, teams can catch up. Uh, we saw that with the way that that Green Bay game played out earlier in the year. all kind of back and forth. That kind of turned out to be with teams getting up and up and falling behind that sort of thing. Um, so even I mean, not to say that the Texans can't get blown out. It's, it's sports and anything can happen. And no one really expected the commanders to be down by, you know, approximately 312 points at the halftime here on uh, Thursday night. So you never really know, but it just in general, there's there's a high probability that they don't get blown out and or they're able to kind of hang around and keep it interesting. Uh, plus odds makes a lot of sense. So even though the road team, NFL home field doesn't need a ton, uh, plus 112 C grade value. You're not talking about, you know, the most exciting play on the board based off the price. Uh, a grade price would be plus 165, but you're getting closer to a B grade here. If he, if he gets higher, it's one of those that, you know, There's a limited number of games on Sunday, and this is one that we think is worth being on your card, just maybe at a little bit of a lower percentage than some of the other bets that we have that the price makes for a more premium investment. Uh, one of those premium investments, New Orleans at New England, this was a strong B-grade for us when we did picks earlier in the week, just ran updates on injuries, updates on the lines, and just kind of let everything shifting around. And now this has gone from a strong B-grade to an A-grade pick. I'm not that high on New Orleans. We weren't that high on New Orleans last week, and then Carr decides to play, and it doesn't really matter. I have no idea if he's healthy or not. I haven't gotten around to watching that game as of yet, but this New Orleans team, um, you know, decent on defense for sure, but offense just really struggling. Uh, the Patriots, surprisingly for a Bill Belichick team, not that good on defense uh, according to the model and projects as well on defense. They gave up a lot of points to the Cowboys last week. Of course, 15 of those points came off of um, turnovers. There was talk about benching Mac Jones after I think it was like the week before. It was Mac Jones has figured it out and going to be a star in the NFL. Like, I don't know. The media cannot make up their mind about him. I, I think the, the Patriots looked bad last week. We're often talking about this. I'm not trying to say that anytime a team looks bad, you should bet them the next week, or there is value on them. But we oftentimes can find a little bit of extra value in those situations because the market's a little bit skewed. Everyone tends to overreact to what they just saw, and that's not sound statistically. Uh, it, you know, if I were to run, what is the best prediction of what's going to happen last week's game? would not be drastically more important than the weeks before his game, et cetera, et cetera. But people tend to view it as the most important thing. And so we're going back to back the Patriots here. Uh, it's basically a pick them here at minus minus one ten. a grade pick at home. I think there's a the better team. I think there's a strong chance they win. And I think we're getting extra value because people are freaking out about the Patriots losing on national television. Cowboys are a good team. Cowboys are good defense. We talked about that defense. Even without digs might actually be a little bit better because it makes them a little bit less. Volatile, Uh, and by better, I just mean simply uh, they might be a little bit better in certain areas. They're, they're, you know, when he's intercepting the ball, of course, that creates a lot of value for the Cowboys. But uh, when he's not, he can kind of, he can take kind of put some things on the table, take some things off. If they're playing just more solid, if they got so much talent on defense that they don't necessarily need all those interceptions to play great defense, they played great defense last week. I think that's more about the Cowboys and a bounce-back spot as we're talking about from the week before when they looked terrible, right? And it's not to say again this always worked. It's just. Can sometimes get a little value here. Patriots, I think, a really good pick. We were patient. We waited for that price to drop, and now we've got an A grade pick. Jake, why do you like the Patriots?
1: It's not so much that I like the Patriots. I just don't like what I've seen of the Saints. Mm. I, thought adding also Derek Hard, I thought adding Derek Carr to this team would have stepped him up a level. And especially and then I would have thought last week you would have seen a little more excitement to the offense with Kamara back. But it just looks – sluggish and slow and, like, nobody really wants to play. Hmm. I I mean, I I know they actually want to play. It's just I don't know if it's play calling or chemistry or what is going on, but they they do not look – very, I have
0: a, I have a, I have an idea. It could be the offensive line, and that creates a lot of issues because if the offensive line isn't getting you that extra couple seconds, those extra holes, it can make your offense look bad. Run blocking I've got them as the worst run blocking offensive line and 24th pass blocking. And so it could be offensive line issues that, that are making Camara not look good, car not have the time, and, and it's just kind of throwing off the whole offense, you know? Yeah,
1: it, it very well, could. And I mean, because they've, they've clearly got guys. I mean, they brought Jimmy Graham back. He, that's mm-hmm. fun. They've got Love and Thomas on the outside, and Kamara. I mean, it's I don't know. And then their defense has been solid, but mm-hmm. they can't they can't win games for them because I mean, mm-hmm. they're not they're not the most scoring defense in the world. It's it's not like it's the 2000s Ravens or something where they, right, they can right, almost right. beat every team by themselves. But and I just think with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones they bounce back a bit and do just enough to win this game. So I, that's why I, re, I wanted to wait on this one as long as possible. Cause I thought last week was going to play the huge factor mm-hmm. in a lot of people's heads. And maybe I was hoping we might get plus odds on New England, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump on this at minus minus one ten Cause I think that's probably about as much as we're going to get.
0: Yeah. And or, I mean, you never know how many make you going, right? But I'm like, at some point this close to even money is like a uh, not Let's not get greedy. Right. Let's yeah. be happy with this. Um, and, and, Vaughn, um, what, what I think surprises me a little bit is the fact that, you know, the Saints just didn't look good last week either. And I don't know how much you can you can blame on Carr. He completed a bunch of passes, not for many yards. Uh, part of that is, again, the, the, you know, offensive line, if that keep them time, everything has to be short, right? Um, but, you know, the Saints just look just as concerning. Um, And I think what's also concerning is we talk about a quarterback like Baker Mayfield, who's just very up and down erratic and can look great and can look terrible. And the Saints defense has been pretty solid. But when you dive into it, the Saints project very well defensively against the run, not the pass. And you saw that with Baker Mayfield, who completed, you know, 75 percent of his passes or so last week, you know, 250 yards and three touchdowns. And that's going to be the interesting thing here. Again, we always talk about Belichick knows all your weaknesses and will do everything he can to try to exploit them. And sometimes it doesn't work. Like against the Cowboys, you know they just could not get anything going offensively. Uh, but the Cowboys' defense is, I think, at a different level, a little more more balanced, and it's it's almost hard to really defend against a guy like Micah Parsons with the, the, the chaos that he's causing. And they just got talent everywhere. Um, you know, Mac Jones is going to be the key to this game. He's been a little bit all over the place, but the Patriots have the pieces. They've got the coach, etc to exploit those weaknesses and take what's an average Saints defense based off efficiency but struggles with the pass, if they can get Mac Jones going, I think at home this becomes an easy win. If not, that's where this becomes a dogfight. And that's what I like about this pick. There's two real ways to win it if if, if the Saints secondary is exploitable like the model thinks it is, and, and Mac Jones can do it. That's the big question mark, right, 100%. If that's the case, we got an easy win, I think. If not, we still got a chance because the Saints offense – isn't likely good enough to punish what is a questionable New England defense. And it should be a kind of a toss-upy type game. And we're in it. That's what we love about these A-grades, where it's one of those, well, if this happens, we probably win. If this happens, we still got a shot. And so a couple different ways to win this at great kind of 50-50-ish odds when the model thinks it is not a 50-50 pick. Also on PM, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. You know, it's funny. You just mentioned the the, the 2000 Ravies defense, defenses and, and they got Harbaugh who's, you know, you think of Harbaugh, the Harbaugh's, and you think defensive-mindedness, which is interesting because it's, it, you know, I believe they were both – were they both quarterbacks or was it just one of them quarterback? I don't remember. Uh, they, I think they both were I thought they were both quarterbacks and uh someone might obviously in the comments will know more than I do on that. But uh but I I still in my head, I think about the Harbaughs being defensive-minded coaches. And I think these Ravens, I think Ravens, I think defense, you know, but you look at you look at that pace. Baltimore, number nine. I mean, they're their their defense is just kind of average, they're better on offense, and obviously that's fueled by when you have a top 10 uh borderline top five depending on the year and how things are going quarterback in lamar jackson uh but it's just so interesting to me that my brain just wants to go to <laughs> the ravens are going to be are going to play michigan style football right i think of the ravens and
1: <laughs> Michigan that's not really what they're it's, doing it's this whole division like you think this whole division I think division yes back in the 80s like run the ball down to the, th- down to the yes. tough defenses but it's
0: Absolutely, and the Browns—that's what the Browns have been trying to do for the most part with the great defense. Uh, you, th- you know, and of course, it hasn't held at all with the Bengals, especially with the addition of Joe Burrow. But yeah, your mind—my my mind at least—wants to yeah. go to that all the time, where you think of the Ben Roethlisberger teams, which were, you know, he—I don't want to say he was a game manager—that's that's an insult. I'm not trying to say he he was a good quarterback. It was just it was that physical style, like he'd run the ball, and you know, it was like if there was nine minutes left, and you know, you put the ball in Big Ben's hands, it's like he could have a nine-minute grind it down your throat touchdown drive. You know, old, you know. And Anyway, I say all that. I think it's interesting. Baltimore, you know, not really – Pittsburgh are still like that, struggling on offense. Questions about uh, the offensive coordinator, how long he's going to be there. They've had some injuries. Some of the injuries, especially at quarterback given – You know, the question marks there. I'm not sure how much it matters. Like Deontay Johnson, you know, he does matter. Give him another another option. But they've struggled so much. You also have to wonder how much of it's the injuries, how much of it's the coordinator. They've really been stuck in the mud, it seems like, mostly offensively. The defense has been pretty solid Um, for the most part. it's It's a tale of two styles, really, of football in this one. You see the pace for the Steelers, you know, in the bottom 10, a little slower than the Ravens are fast. Um, you get an offensive-minded team versus defensive-minded team. A, a clash of styles, the average number of points in an NFL game hovers around 44. The model says it'll be a little lower scoring than that. Model says 44 is a little bit too much that that the, you know, Steelers are going to struggle on offense. You know, they're at home. They're going to kind of bring that pace down. Model saying only 41.4, but the market's gone way down to 38. 38, a pretty key number in the NFL, uh, you know, this this becomes more questionably an a grade if you're talking about 37 37 is also a very possible landing spot uh but even at 38 still a b grade pick you're you're pushing at the key number of 38 um model thinks that something like 41 which is a key number you know even 44 is is pretty likely and 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 we're thinking closer to an average style of game than the market which seems to just think this is going to be a grinded out slugfest without considering that the Ravens are pushing the pace and they've got a pretty good offense and their defense isn't really great. It's not bad. It's just kind of just okay. Um, And obviously they're going to have success against the Steelers. You have to assume Steelers offense gets stuck in the mud, but um, the Ravens should be able to keep this closer to a normal scoring type game. So we're going over 38 B great pick Jake. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I I love the over here because I mean, it's very possible that Baltimore does it by themselves with, how explosive they can be with Lamar Jackson and say flowers and just mm. their running game in general is just very good. And Pittsburgh's offense is bad, but I mean, there's still professionals. You still have Pickett out there who can turn, turn something in the out there, nothing into something real quick. And with whoever's this quarterback and every once in a while, they, they look competent on a driver to and, mm. and make a move down, down the field and, we're not asking for much. of them like ten points out of Pittsburgh in this game would be more than enough, I think, to get this over over the thirty-eight. Because uh, four touch, looking for four touchdowns out of Baltimore in this game, I don't think is much to ask of them. With as bad as that offense is, it's going to put that Pittsburgh defense, who's pretty decent, but uh, it's just going to put them in bad spots everywhere. Is and plenty of plenty of opportunities for Baltimore to take a hold of it. And then, I mean, there's always the chance that. Lamar's been a little loose with the football here mm-hmm. recently, and, and uh, which, whatever white brother it is, is a TJ uh, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. on the Steelers could very easily score a touchdown by himself mm-hmm. on this or, ca- or cause one. Uh, I just think there's a lot of ways to get over 38 in, in this one. And 41 feels about right in the low 40s, but I think get this number where it's at right now is, a, is a still.
0: The Texans game was a little bit weird with the way that played out. I don't, I know people will say, you know, how do you think the Steelers defense is still better than the average given that performance? And I understand that was, you know, a shaky performance, but the, the turnovers and the, you know, some of the, just the way that game played out, it just, it was a little bit weird. Um, I'm not saying that the Steelers defense is the best in the, in, in football. I don't really think that was representative. We'll find out and the model will adjust, right? If if they keep doing that, right, it'll be a little bit of a different story if they'll keep giving up 30 a game. But you know, I'm I'm willing to give them a pass for the 30 points to give against the Niners. The Niners are a really good team. Um, but this game went this team went way over against the Browns. And yes, that was aided by some big plays, but that's kind of the benefit of a low numbers. You don't need that many big things to happen. You mentioned these are professionals and and it's not like they're bad, like, you know when Kent state's bad it is a whole nother level of bad. Right. Um, yeah. You know, the other thing is it gets the Raiders. The Steelers played a game. They got to 41 points. It was 23, 18. And that's kind of what I'm thinking about here. You know, like that's also on the table. If the Steelers hang in this game and make it close, it's probably going to be in that like 23 to 18 type that's 41 points and that gets us over 38. If they get blown out of this game, the Ravens, like you said, we just need a little bit of points from the Steelers because the Ravens are probably going to get about to 30 themselves. Um, if it turns into a runaway because when the Steelers have been, you know, blown up twice this year, they've given up 30. So it, it, again, it's kind of one of those, we got a couple different ways to win this. Um, depending on if Pittsburgh stays in it or not, um, but I think that's the key. Like you said, though, these guys are professionals and when we say the Steelers offense is bad, the difference between bad here and bad in college is different. Well, bad in college is you just can't get anything going and you're going to potentially have 95 yards of offense and you're going to have nine punts. Right. And not that it doesn't happen in the NFL. It's just much more rare to happen. A bad NFL offense still is capable of breaking a big play. Uh, they broke a big play against uh, the Browns defense and, you know, that it's still on the table for something like that to happen because yeah. these guys aren't that much worse because the talent gaps are a lot closer in the NFL than in college. It's 41 and a half or so is what we think should be going over 38. And then wrapping up our free pick section, Talking about those jets. We talked about them mentioned that earlier about Zach Wilson. What a revelation that was on Sunday night, um, you know, showing out for uh, Taylor Swift, of course, um, yeah. as, as they welcomed her to New York, um, the, the jets, uh, <laughs> I had to, <laughs> you know, we, have we've, we've talked about him since Roger went down, just needing a quarterback, just need Zach Wilson to be competent, um, or they need to trade for a quarterback. I, I was advocating for trade. Uh, what I saw in the first couple games of him, uh, strengthened that belief last week. He, he, he actually made good throws. It wasn't just fluky. I mean, he actually looked, looked decent. Um, in, in, in how much of that's the Chiefs' defense is questionable. And the model is not really high on the Chiefs' defense. And part of that, I think, had to be that part of it was he made good throws. How much of that was just one night? No player, <laughs> no player plays the same every game, right? Players have good games and bad games. How how much of it was that? How much of it is? Again, like I mentioned with Desmond Ritter, you can't just always give up on these quarterbacks right away. Like sometimes it takes him a handful of years. We always talk, joke about like a guy like Alex Smith, right? It took like seven years or whatever for him to kind of figure it out and become a very good, very solid, capable NFL quarterback. Maybe that's the thing with him. Maybe it's just taken him until now to become, don't know. I'm very curious to find out, but here's the thing. If he's going to even quasi replicate that success, He has the perfect birthday present. I don't know when his birthday is. Right here in facing the Broncos, who, I mean, look at the number on that screen, folks. Defense, 126. I mean, it is insanely bad. It is, like, historically bad how how terrible they've played this season. And so if there's anything to Zach Wilson's figured anything out, we better see it as a repeat performance here in Denver with what they've done. You see the Jets on the opposite side of that are, are you know, just as good, almost as good defensively. They they rate out better in a points per game. That's what's the number outside of the parentheses and the efficiency. Not quite as good as de- Denver is bad, but still a very very good defense. Of course, the tail the flip side of that's offensively. The Denver Broncos actually have a pretty decent offense. The Jets, of course, have struggled, but the Jets at least have the upside of the Jets have the if Zach Wilson is decent. We've heard Brees Hall now is pitch count is over. He has been fully released, and he's been the much better back between him and Cook. Cook has not looked good whatsoever uh Brees hall's been very solid now that he's been fully cleared to just let loose if zach wilson does anything we know they've got the you know a couple receivers you can catch the ball they've got the defense this jets team has potential whereas denver i don't know what you're pointing to for hope this of course is a road game denver's a tough place to play because of the altitude being so different but the jets at plus 117 is probably worth an investment, kind of like the Texans, a C grade pick. Not the strongest value, but we think it's worth being on your card. And Jake, uh, we talked about this a little bit here. What I love the change to m- try to do more money lines, and the reason why I think we can benefit on money lines is you can take two dogs, and if they one cover, if w- a lot of times you cover and win, it's going to be the same thing. And if you're if you're laying minus one ten, getting three and a half points or something, or two and a half points or whatever it may be. And you win one, you lose one, you've lost money at minus 110 at plus odds, you've won money. And that little subtle shift can be the massive difference. It made a world of difference to us in college basketball last year. It's been partially, I think, what's drive, driven our success in baseball, the fact that the money on the markets are so good to us. The same thing here. I'm not saying it always works this way, but you look at a game like this in the Texans, you say, hey, we just got to win one of the two, and we're going to make money. Um, don't really know who shows up, can't predict. I don't have a Magic 8 ball, but... The, it's, the Jets are kind of like the Texans is like, I don't really know like anything could happen in this game and it wouldn't shock me. So plus plus one seventeen worth the flyer, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love, I've um, circled the Jets on this week because I thought the defense before Zach Wilson showed up last week was going to be enough to really put a kink into Denver here. And mm-hmm. I, I thought this would be a great way to get plus odds. And then now that Zach Wilson sh- did what he did last week, you at least have to respect it. So mm-hmm. no pitch count on Bryce Reese hall. And now you can't load up the box, that makes this offense a little bit more dangerous. because uh, if if Zach Wilson didn't just get extremely lucky and figure it out for one night, uh, get possessed by Aaron Rodgers' ghost or something. Uh you know they talked about Aaron Rodgers
0: enough Sunday. Maybe that was maybe that's exactly what happened
1: to be completely honest. No, I mean, it's I don't know. But like still, if he can figure that out again, that makes this offense Look, looking elite against this Denver defense. Because, uh, I mean, Garrett Wilson on, on the outside is incredible. Alan Lazard is a very good receiver. Uh, their tight ends are very good, too, the, the running backs. Uh, and then a 14-point lead here at any point would be just devastating because there's no way Denver's making it back from there. And I just don't have enough faith in this Denver run game uh, to figure this out. They're, they're kind of real beat up at the running backs. Mm-hmm. like, I do like mm-hmm. Sutton and uh, Judy, but uh, the rest of the receivers I'm, I'm not uh, sold about, or even even the tight ends. And then Russell Wilson, I'm not his biggest fan. I think he is slipping and going downhill on the downhill side of his career. I, I just don't think Denver's offense is going to be able to do what it needs to do to bail out their defense in this game. I think the issue that you're
0: going to have with a guy like Russell Wilson this year is when we see guys towards the tail end of their career there are two types of ways it happens one it happens where it just goes and you're just one day you just wake up and you don't have it and we see it like in baseball a great pitcher will then just one year just have a 550 era and he's out of the league by the middle of the season right um the other the other way is it kind of goes in this stage where it's like especially in football, which is such a physical sport, you know, you have it one week, you don't have it the next week. You just don't really know. And that's kind of the thing, my fear with Russell Wilson at this point. He's still clearly got something left in the tank. It's just, can he do that every single week in such a grinding physical sport? And that's going to make it tough. If he doesn't have it against his Jets defense, things can go south for them offensively and hard because just, defense can suffocate you um, in a heartbeat, they're very talented.
1: Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson, his best years were when Seattle had a great running game with, like, Marshawn Lynch or whoever else behind him. So yeah. he wasn't carrying the offense. He, I mean, he made a lot of really good plays with Lockett and DK Metcalf and stuff.
0: Oh, I mean, every but every quarterback will tell you, their job's a lot easier when they've got a great defense and or great running backs in or whatever, because then they're asked to just fill in and, and make the plays when needed. It, it's a, It's really hard to do what i mean and very few can do what a guy like patrick Mahomes can which is just it's all on you buddy like that's a very very rare quarterback who can do that
1: yeah and and with denver not having the run game putting it on his shoulders or defense yeah the defense but yeah offensively i just don't see you know the solve is just defense which has been incredible
0: and you wonder how that affects you. We talk about it with pitchers too, right? When when your offense isn't hitting, you know, how that affects you with like I've got I have to pitch, make every pitch perfect. I can't give up can't give up a solo home run, that sort of thing. And pitchers love being able to just go out there, put a little movement on the ball, take a little bit off, and just try to hit the corners and just kinda or or you know, get ground balls, right? And if you if you're like, I can give up one run, you can't do that. You're afraid if you miss a little bit, you give up a home run. How that affects an offense where it's like, Well, our defense is terrible, we're gonna to have to score like every time we touch the ball. Like, is that affecting them or not? Um, it's hard to say i would i would think so again professional athletes are built different so i hesitate to say anything about how they're feeling because i know they are just a different breed than the rest of us mere mortals but you have to think it 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 weighs in at some point you know it's it's very hard to just continuously tell yourself only worry what like about what i can take care of you know because it's hard not to look at the scoreboard and be like well we've got a score you know um always having that pressure but anyway one last thing here just as a reminder of another reason why you should join the discord a rewatch the NFL games every week and try to give some little nuggets last week. I'm going to read what I told the discord. This was uh, after watching the jets and the Patriots. I said, very impressed with the jets game plan in the fourth quarter. It wasn't overly aggressive. They just realized they can't run every first down and they move the ball against the Patriots. Can I guarantee they do it against Kansas city? No, but I have hope that their coaches smart enough to see that it worked and it should be easier to implement against a weaker defense. I mean, I feel like I kind of nailed Seeing that in yeah, the Patriots over. game, watching them be like, Hey, and I thought I was like, I was like, maybe, maybe like they got a possibility here. I kind of liked what they were doing it. And, and, and Wilson looked much more comfortable in that fourth quarter against the Patriots. And I was again, I wasn't going to be like, I know exactly what's gonna happen, but that's part of the reason why we like that Jets play against the Chiefs. Is like if they kind of can get out of that shell of when he first came in, which was just oh, we've got running backs every first down, let's hand the ball off, and it's so predictable, then they've got the opportunity getting out of that to something a little bit less predictable and it worked even better than i think anyone had to imagine on sunday night with how good zach wilson looked against the denver broncos defense that's not very good they should be able to do the same thing that should allow them to hang in there at minimum and again plus odds on a in in a game that it's it's not to say again denver won't win a game this season that sort of thing it's just um you, you have to imagine a team like the jets has a possibility of giving them all sorts of trouble uh, with that defense. And again, if Zach Wilson can do anything like Sunday, we like to hear at a plus odds. So that's the recap of the four picks that we covered here for you for free. If you're with us on Dub Club, stay with us after the outro music. We'll be back with talking about four of our college triple A grades that Jake wanted to talk about. And if not, uh, we will see the rest of you on YouTube after the weekend.